This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So make sure you check out theropetrainer.com. Highly encourage everyone to catch up with the Rope Trainer, find out what's going on with it. Uh, I'm hearing some amazing stories from some of our listeners that have uh, purchased the Rope Trainer. Uh, They're incorporating it in their everyday training. They're using it to get loose. They're using it to save some of those bullets in the arm. They're seeing a lot of good things this summer, less problems with some of their kids and arms aching and things like that. So uh, not only have we heard from Chris Verna, of course, of the the scientific data behind uh, the benefits of the rope trainer, we have the positive influence of John Smoltz and and his passion to help with the arm injuries. But again, uh, I'm hearing from people that it is helping. So that's what we want to do here is try to share information to help you guys out. So make sure you give it the time it deserves, the ropetrainer.com. Uh, excited about today's show in only the sentiment of the words excited. Um, I'm kind of crushed, actually, to bring you this episode. And when I explain why, you're going to understand why it breaks my heart to do this. Um, uh, with that little tease, let me go ahead and do the uh, shameless plugs that we need to do each and every week to remind you uh, where we are, who we are, and kind of how it works. So uh, first and foremost, of course, make sure you check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. That's the website where you'll find the podcast. It's also where you can subscribe to the show. Uh, that's what we encourage you to do As you know, you'll catch all the special editions and things like that. You'll always get a notification. It's absolutely free. And again, um, it's the easiest way to stay in tune with what we're doing. We have some great videos and things like that, whether it be from Dirtbag Baseball Nation, The Rope Trainer, um, our friends Rick Strickland, Justin Stone, all the great contributors throughout the show. Anytime we have the opportunity to use our website to share some stuff with you, we're going to do that. Um, you guys out there are the main reason why the show has grown to what it has grown to, and you've done that simply by engaging with us on social media. It amazes me still. I know I'm a little bit old, older than this younger generation, but social media has such an impact on everything we do anymore. Uh, the way you guys help this show, there's, there's a few ways that you can do, and you guys do do it, and we do appreciate it. The very first thing is definitely following us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball, and liking our Facebook page, Youth Baseball Talk. When you guys see stuff on there and you share it, it helps us immensely. When you engage in the conversations, it does as well. But the main thing that you guys do, and I thank you so much for it, is when you see the show, when you see us publish the actual podcast itself, if you can just share it, that helps us so much, and I do appreciate it. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Again, if you're involved in this wonderful game, you probably have friends and family that are as well. So when you're sharing it, they're seeing it, and we're picking up new listeners and new followers and new people that want to be uh, engaged every day. So thank you to all of you for that. I greatly appreciate it. Again, don't forget that's at Podcast Baseball on Twitter and Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook. Uh, lineupmedia.fm, can't thank them enough for everything they do. The producers, Brian and Andrew and Big E and all the guys that do the stuff behind the scenes. But the company itself is the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. I highly encourage you to check them out. If you're a podcaster, and we know that you are, you're going to find another show on there that I guarantee is worth your entertainment time. They take it very serious, so make sure you give them an opportunity. Lineupmedia.fm. Uh, doing the show solo, if you haven't noticed already, my good friend Spiker is out molding young minds when it comes to both baseball and the wonderful life lessons that go along with it. 
Um, you know, this time of year, uh, when you're in a role like Spiker is, which is a very important role within a very large, very successful and very well-run organization, the Rawlings Tigers, um, you know, you're going to be pulled away for a week at a time. And if anybody's knee-deep in this, that's one of the things that you get used to as you get older is, you know, the tournaments aren't just Saturday, Sunday anymore. A lot of these things sometimes start on – a lot of them are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But, man, if you play on some of these better programs, there's a lot of week-long tournaments throughout the summer. So it's a major commitment both from kid, parent, uh, whether it be financial or time and effort. But then you have a lot of guys in the world like the Spiker Helms um, that does the show with me with the Rawlings Tigers, all the good people there. Of course, guys like Justin Stone and Rick Strickland who have dedicated – their lives of this, Kurt McNabb out at Dirtbag Baseball. I mean, these guys have dedicated their lives to helping your kids. Um, and it's great people like that that make this game what it is. I kind of teased you that this episode, while I was excited only in the word, because it's going to give me an opportunity to address something that happened um, that makes me sad. So it's kind of a, a weird thing going on here. But I've always said that if you don't talk about these things, how are you ever going to fix them and how are you going to make change? So that's the exciting part about this. Not that I'm excited to have to do it, but we live in the real world and things happen and you have to address them as they, as they go down. I want to take a, the show this week to discuss, I guess, who you are and what you are and staying true to yourself, especially when it comes to all you sports, not just baseball. Had a very unfortunate incident that involved my son, my own son, um, this last weekend. And it just got me thinking that, you know, I just can't believe. I, I'll never understand this situation. I'm going to tell you what it was. Uh, my son, who I've talked about on here quite a bit, um, had the opportunity to uh, play for his local Legion team, which is a big deal around here in the summer. Um, if you've been following the show at all, the, the high school team here, um, we've had the high school coach on before. I've had the two kids on. Um, they made a run all the way to the state finals. Uh, they eventually losing in the state championship game in the large class here in Illinois, which is a big feat for a, for a school from down south to go up and compete with those large private Chicago schools that recruit. So it was a big it was a big moment for these kids. So they've got a very talented class, which then translates over to Legion, which is taken very serious, and they have a state and a national tournament and everything. Well, they've got a pretty nice tradition with it here. And it, it pains me to say that a guy that has given his life to this Legion baseball team for some reason decided that it'd be a good idea this weekend because he was short players to bring in an illegal player. Now, I'm not just talking about a kid that wasn't on the roster. I'm talking about a kid that was too old. Now, we know, and we've heard a thousand times over, that you can spend 30 years trying to convince people of, of who you are and what a good person you are, and it takes 30 seconds to destroy that. And unfortunately, that's what this gentleman did. He's given his life to baseball. Now, the problem is, is that I have no idea of knowing. Neither does anybody else. But why would you believe that this is the first time he's ever done something like that? But he's got a few kids hurt on the team. So he decided to bring in a kid that was too old that used to play for him. Like, A, like nobody was going to notice. That's number one. And number two, to play a American Legion baseball game. I don't understand, and somebody out there, please engage me in this. Why in the world would you tarnish who you are as a person, who you are as a person within the baseball community, to try to win a baseball game? He didn't have eight players and was begging for somebody to play. He had pitchers only on the bench. You're going to tell me 
to get through a tough weekend where you've got a couple aches, a couple injuries, a couple kids on vacation, you can't stick one of those kids in the outfield and live with the outcome versus tarnishing who you are and who you've been. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know the man that well. I'm not going to sit here and, and say what his past is. What And all the people out there that have done it, and it believe me, this guy's not alone. Okay, I've seen it, done it, not done it, I'm sorry. I've seen it, I've been a part of it where I've had to say, hey, I know the kid on the other team. I know he's too old. What are you doing? Well, we just didn't have enough players. I'm like, I will, you know, I'm not that guy. Line them up, we'll play. That's who I am. Okay? I even understand. I, I would bet if I had a conversation with this coach, he would say, these kids are all playing against kids that are this age in college now. It's, it's a wood bat. What is the big deal? I'm sure that's what he would say. I, I take that back. Today, I bet he might say, I cannot believe I allowed myself to do that. I can't believe I did that. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe he'd be like, you come out here and you do this and you deal with kids on vacation and kids, my arm hurts today and uh, my leg hurts and I can't play and you try to do this and you give of your time. That's what he might say. I don't know. I'm, I'll tell you why I don't know because I don't know what to say to the guy. I don't know what I would say to him because I am a big believer in the complaint windows right next to the volunteer window. I'm a big believer in that. But this is no longer a complaint. This guy has a responsibility to these kids. And that's why I tell you guys all the times as coaches out there, do not take lightly your responsibility to these children. Now, these are older children, but they're still guys at a very critical age in their life, 18 years old. They're going to be a lot of things going down in these kids' lives. And if they start cutting corners and they start saying, screw it, I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going to do things even though I know they're wrong. Well, you know, what do you do? I'm as upset at the kids as I'm upset at the kids. I know, I know these kids. I've known them since they were six years old, seven years old. I've asked every one of them. Not a one of you stood up and said, coach, why are we doing this? Coach, don't do this. What are we, I mean, what are we teaching our kids through the game of baseball? You know, I, I, I had a conversation with my son about it, you know, I, I think to some guys, they feel like it would have been wrong to question the coach. or st- Nobody said be disrespectful. Nobody said, but where is your self-awareness of right and wrong around you? And sometimes the need to question it. And I got to be quite honest with you. You know, I, I question how my son and, and my, and what I've taught him. I, listen, I don't blame it on Kids make mistakes. Adults make mistakes. I'm not saying anybody's perfect, okay? That's not my my thing here. But, man, you know, the fact that I mean, one guy told me he talked to the ineligible player at the tournament because he was shocked to see him. And the kid said, yeah, you know, I really don't want to be here. This isn't, you know, I'm, I really shouldn't be playing. Well, what about, I mean, that kid knew it was wrong and didn't say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. It just really, really shocks me that nobody and I got to be honest with you I, I I can't believe none of the parents went up to the coach that were the, I wasn't there I would have I would have I would have said what, what are we doing time out time out what are we doing why are we using I'll be honest with you I re, I found out by reading about it in the paper the paper that's how big it is right here the paper covers the summer legion team 
I, I was gone. I wasn't there. My wife and I and some friends went to the Cardinal game. I got home late, and as I normally do, I got on Facebook. Sure enough, somebody had shared the article from their games that day, and I noticed in there a run was driven home by Aaron Jackson. Well, I know who he is. It was in a paper. And I'm like, huh. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a Legion team playing in a baseball tournament. Maybe they got in a, in a tournament where you can be in – I don't know. But then I find out they're disqualified from the tournament because they used an illegal player that was too old. And I'm like, why would you do that? It's just a baseball game. It's just a baseball game. I, I, I'm dumbfounded by it. I don't, I don't understand it. There's an article, in the, a follow-up article in the paper that, you know, while the team has this many players, there was only 11 players dressed for that game. Well, guess what? You only need nine to play. Now, would one of those players been as good as that kid? No, obviously not. May you have lost the game? Sure, you might have. But you know what you still have after you lose? You have your dignity. You have your, your self-respect. You walk away from it knowing who you are and what you did was right. I don't understand it. It's a baseball game. For all of you coaches out there that have ever thought about bending the rules just a little bit and said to yourself and, and justified it to yourself with it's no big deal or tried to justify something. Everybody does it. That's my favorite. Okay. Don't do it. You have to, I've said this from day one. At the end of this whole thing, I have to look at myself in the mirror. It was the big thing for me was the pitching. And I tell people all the time that, that want to argue with me a little bit about it. And that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, I, opinions when it comes to health, I'm a little, 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 little more curious about. But at the end of the day, that's fine, I guess, because none of us are doctors. And there's even doctors out there that will contradict what people that are involved in the game will say. Whatever, that's fine. But I say it all the time. I got to look at myself in the mirror, and so do you. At least I can say, even if things didn't work out, I could say, you know what, I did I did what I thought was right, and I definitely, at the end of the day, was cautious on this on the extreme side of caution when it came to the health of the kids. That's all I have. Now, was I perfect? No, I wasn't. I, I, I cannot think that way about the older group that I had because I know we did some things back then that were wrong. And I just thank God every day that, you know, I— that there was nothing catastrophic that happened. But I do wonder every day how much we may affect some of those kids. I don't know. I mean, who knows? If it was just natural regression, natural progression with some of them, don't know. Never know. And now I'll wonder. But with my younger group, when I was smart, you know, again, smarter is a, is a loose word with me. Trust me. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect or know what I'm doing. But at least with that group, I could say I spent an immense amount of time trying to educate myself and become a better coach that understood more what's really going on and I was cautious I was beyond cautious because again I'm done you guys know that I've talked about it all I have now is left are the memories and who I was I have some memories of some things I did that I'm not proud of I wish I could go back and take them back but I can't this is my cautionary tale for you. I've, I've shared some of those things I've done. You know, again, I used to get upset on the bench. I might be too, I was hard on some players, especially my own son. 
I did some things. And then just one day, I again, I, I share this all the time. I, I was on my bucket, and a coach absolutely was losing his shit at an umpire. And then by the end of the game, he was losing his shit on his kids, and you could tell he was frustrated. And I just remember sitting there going, do I look like that? And I started thinking back to some of the things that had happened in my few years before that, and I could think of a few instances where I guarantee I looked like that. And I just, it just felt so wrong to me. Well, I guarantee you this feels wrong. This coach, these kids now have to show up and with the other team going, let's take a look at your birth certificates. It's going to happen. These kids are going to show up and they're going to want to see all their birth certificates and parents are going to holler things at them. And now, you know, we already, people already don't like them because they had some success this year. It's nowhere but down from here for a little while. Now, is this the end of the world? No, we'll move on from it because as I said earlier, it's just a baseball game. But a man's, and I use this term loosely, legacy, but a man's reputation now is tarnished. This may very well be the only time he's ever done something like this, but it is now tarnished. A guy that has given a lot of his life, volunteered-wise too, by the way, to baseball. If I'm not mistaken, I think somebody told me he's been the Legion coach for 22 years. Think about that. 22 years. This guy has put together a group of high school kids graduating from high school and gave them the opportunity to play in their 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 collegiate their first collegiate year as a group and go and compete. They've had some very successful teams and now everybody that's ever been associated with it will wonder about him. And going forward everybody he meets will will know him as the guy that cheated. Now I ask you, is it worth it? No differently than if uh if you win some baseball games and somebody says, "Yeah, but he's the guy that overthrew all his kids. He's the guy that had his kids throwing sliders at 10 years old." He's the guy that let his kid throw 130 pitches in a baseball game or threw his kid three innings Saturday and three innings Sunday. Do you really want to be that guy? All because you won some games? Let me tell you something. I coached two teams. All the wins we had haven't got me nowhere. I don't have anything to show for it. I would have the same great memories. The wins, you know, they're just memories. The memories I would rather have are the fun times, the doing it right. The wins that came as a result of that mean more to me than anything. I don't know. I, I won't understand it. I don't know why anybody would do it. We've had cheating scandals in the Little League World Series. I don't understand the edge. I don't understand the need for the edge at a young age. I don't understand it. It goes right along with my theory on the bats. You triple S A, shame on you. Shame on you for making this hard on everybody by not going to the new bat standards to get these hopped-up bats out of youth baseball. What I see on the diamonds on a weekly basis with these bats after they break in, these composite bats, it is scary and it is wrong. And the fact that people stand by and allow it to happen, you guys, it is on your hands when a kid gets blasted in the face. We just had another one. We have a former major leaguer whose kid – I don't even know what what his situation is right now. Shame on you. Don't give me that crap. Well, it it just happens. Let me tell you something. Give these kids a chance that are sometimes as close as 46 feet away. Give them a chance. Why in the world is it so bad to go back to defense first in baseball and pitching? I don't understand it. It's all about money and shame on you. Shame on you, you triple S A, and I promise you that 
uh, I was reminded that you guys did not adopt the new bat standards and you're going to let these hot bats continue to play in organization. It will be my duty to call attention to your poor decision here. It'll absolutely be my duty. And don't think for one minute that, God forbid, when it happens, when another kid gets drilled and it's in one of your tournaments, that I will bring attention that it may not have happened if you would have adopted the new rules. Make no mistake about it. Shame on you, you triple SA. I would never recommend anybody playing one of your – number one, your pitching rules are a disgrace, and the fact that you're not going to use the new bats are an even bigger disgrace. It just shows what you guys are about money. Money, money, money. I know why you didn't do it. Anybody with 10 cents in their pocket knows why you didn't do it. Well, this is our way to get other people because they'll want to use the hot bats and they'll come play in our tournaments. Shame on you. Shame on you. You should be embarrassed. You guys are the definition of money grab. Your hashtag, your new hashtag for me is you triple S a money grab, and I can promise you, you will see it, and I will make it my campaign. It is an embarrassing thing that you're not switching. Embarrassing. Well, again, this is not my favorite uh, segment I've had to do, but um, with Spiker being gone and with and with this being fresh, I just felt like I needed to share it with people because if you've ever thought about doing it, please don't do it. There's no need for it. It's a baseball game. N- nobody's getting paid. Speaking of getting paid, I can promise you that the thing that's going around on the Internet now about some of these people that are ruining youth baseball and select baseball, I can promise you that that is on Spiker and I's agenda. Um, we'll be covering that, a great article that kind of uh, letting people know what's really going on out there and the win at all costs at such a young age and flying kids around the country. and It's just silly. I don't understand it. Taking away a kid's, I mean, opportunity to play with his friends. and It's just, I don't get it. I'll never understand it, but whatever. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll digress on that till, uh, till my friend Spiker's back in studio. Uh, love to hear your comments on this topic. Um, you know, again, uh, I would love for a few people to step up out there that maybe made the mistake of, of feeling like they had to do something and why they did it and maybe their remorse afterwards and how they feel about it. Because I'm telling you, unless you're willing to admit fault and willing to admit your mistakes, how are we going to help the people that are going to be challenged with that decision to do the right thing? Again, I'm not saying you have to approach this as I've done it. Again, I'm happy to share my mistakes in my past if it helps somebody from making the same mistakes that I made. It's my job as a father with my children. And if I'm going to do this show, I got to be honest with you and tell you. If I'm going to tell you what I think is right, I got to tell you what I think is wrong. And I know for a fact I I did some things that were wrong. It's the only way we can get by it is to talk about it and try to figure it out. Uh, we'd really appreciate it again if you guys would check out the theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Uh, John is definitely a big part of this show and his support of, the, of the, the young arms that are out there and trying to take care of them. Chris Verna taking the time to, to help us uh, do a show, tell you a little bit about the scientific stuff behind it because let's face it, some t- anymore, everybody wants to know the, the data behind it and the proof that it works and things like that. So he was kind enough to come on. And, of course, Earl Perrin and his support of this show, a second-to-none guy that's just out there trying to help kids. My hope is that you'll see these rope trainers in every bullpen across your country no different than we see Jaeger bands. So make sure you check them out, theropetrainer.com. The other guy that comes to you each and every week that is dedicating himself and, and his – uh, baseball organization is baseball training facility. Everything the guy does within the game of baseball is, is wrapped around trying to help kids. Um, he's part of the team at uh, the Rope Trainer with uh, with Perfect Pitch and Throw, and that's our good friend Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. 
Let's hear from him this week as he brings you the rope report. Uh, going to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, summer ball uh, versus travel ball. So let's hear from him, see what he's got to say, and uh, and then we'll come back and, and hear from our other contributors. Thanks, Jim. Before I get into this week's episode of The Rope Report, I'd like to take a second and wish you and all of our listeners a very happy belated 4th of July. From myself, the rest of our team here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, along with the boys at The Rope Trainer. As you know, or in case you don't, I live for baseball at any time of year because there's always something exciting happening. Right now, for example, it's super exciting with the MLB and minor league all-star games right around the corner. Youth travel baseball season, as well as summer camps in full swing, along with tournaments of every kind. Last week, I spoke about how you can get the rope trainer and Dirtbag Baseball Nation involved with your summer camps and clinics. This week, I'm going to talk about what can be a smooth or very bad transition from the high school season that is just finished to the travel ball season. Let's not focus on the smooth transition until the end of the show. I'm going to focus on the bad transition. Usually, as we're all aware, there is a difference between coaches running the high school team and from those running the travel team, which means players end up having coaches with very different philosophies, which bottom line simply is not good in any way, shape, or form. I want to share a conversation I had with a coach from a tournament in West Virginia this past weekend. He obviously was a travel baseball coach, and I was talking to him about what we're trying to do in regards to educating and training coaches players and parents, on proper stretching, warming up your core body, and throwing mechanics for all players and pitchers by teaching you how to use your entire body and not just your arm. He stops me right in the middle of our conversation and points directly into his dugout at four pitchers and proceeds to tell me that all four went to the same high school and three pitchers had just come back from Tommy John's surgery and the fourth pitcher just finished having his done and he was still wearing the brace, which I saw with my own eyes. Just shook my head, and just sheer and pure disappointment. That's all I can say. He continues to say, how can a coach not be held accountable for this? He wasn't being naive to the fact that sometimes major injuries happen, but to have all four all together and at the same time is not just an accident. We hear these type of stories all the time at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and it's why I've teamed up with the Rope Trainer and Chris Verna. Our mission is to teach and communicate with every one of you who really cares and wants to truly understand about proper throwing mechanics, pitching mechanics, that eliminating undue stress on your arm isn't as simple as implementing a pitch count, that rest alone will not actually eliminate an injury from a turning once you start throwing again, and how your hips and shoulders are related in the throwing motion. The coach took down my information right there on the spot, and I'll be working with his team and them moving forward to help educate them all that it's unrealistic to think a Tommy John surgery is okay and that you will come back better and stronger after you've had one. I give him a lot of credit because at first most coaches are too stubborn and resistant to let other people help with their team or program. It's inexcusable to be this way and it's archaic thinking we need to change it and that's what we're here to do he was also genuinely passionate about having his players healthy and educated in regards to proper throwing this was a case of the travel team coach doing the right thing and not necessarily winning at all costs but i want you to also know i witnessed the opposite happen 
there was a coach who had his pitcher hit the mound with hardly any warm-ups and obviously in pain the whole game because of fatigue. How can someone do this, you're probably asking. I don't have a clue other than pure stupidity, ignorance about throwing, and the need to win even though there were no scouts or college coaches in attendance. Yes, I agree, this is insanity, and it needs to stop, but it won't stop. So that's why high school and travel ball can be huge fun, but also be hugely detrimental to a player's career at the same time. We are not here to take over your players or your team. We want you to step back, think your way through the throwing process, whether you are a coach, a player, or a parent, and if you like it, stay with it. But if you have any red flags going off, then you need to respect it and you need to reach out to us because that is why we're here. Your body is an amazing thing, but you need to respect it as well as learn to understand how it works both positively and negatively. I believe most of us really don't learn to feel or understand our bodies when we feel great or in this case throw a baseball pain-free. I also believe that most of us don't learn when we get an injury either. We usually just complain, go to a doctor or physical therapist, or like I mentioned earlier, believe rest will cure everything. This is not the correct thinking at all. Yes, your body, or in this case your elbow or shoulder, start to hurt really bad and you stop throwing because you don't want to feel the pain anymore or someone tells you to stop. The reality is you need to learn how to identify the problem and fix it before you will be able to prevent an injury from reoccurring when you start throwing again. Throwing a baseball successfully or not, creating injury or injury prevention and arm health is based on a variety of things that your entire body must have and do correctly. Here's just a few examples. You need to be strong enough overall for the activity you are doing. Is your body doing the proper mechanics necessary to keep your arm from getting an injury? Your age could be a factor. Your size, both small and big, can impact your ability to throw correctly or not. The slide step is another example that is incredibly hard on your mechanics because you're rushing to the plate, usually causing your mechanics to break down. I can go on and on, but if you want more details, please contact me at kirkmcnab29 at gmail.com or 519-836-6369. Or on my cell, 226-821-2402. I apologize, but that's all the time I have for this week's The Rope Report, brought to you by the Arm Care Specialist at The Rope Trainer and myself, Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation and on Twitter at DBAGBSBNation. Lastly, please do yourself a huge favor and go to www.theropetrainer.com to get your own rope trainer now. Make sure you enter Dirtbag5 for your discount at checkout, and let's start getting your body right in order to create arm health. Thanks, and until next week, hit that field hard and get dirty, all you dirtbags. Great stuff, as always, from my man, Kirk. Uh, again, I encourage you to check out the Dirtbag Baseball Nation. He does a great job. He's so committed and uh, again, just another example of a guy that, uh, you know, 
talks the talk and walks the walk. You know, I mean, he he does it right. I am very very happy that they chose to partner up with uh, with Kirk and allow him to do the weekly segment. Um, you know, he is utilizing it in his everyday activities. He is seeing the results firsthand. There are so many people that he has turned on to this. I hope he knows the difference that he's making in all these kids' lives. Uh, another guy, again, that I'm happy to say is a part of this program each and every week is our good friend out of Chicago, Justin Stone, with EliteBaseball.tv. Let's hear from Justin with his tip of the week. Take it away, bud. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here with the EliteBaseball.tv tip of the week. A question typically brought by parents to me, I get it a lot, when are my children ready for lessons? When are we ready for a private instructor? And that answer has a lot of different answers depending on the spectrum of when that child is ready to learn. And here's what I mean by that. First of all, does the, does the player have the attention span to go through a half hour segment or longer with detailed information? And can they do anything with that information? And that comes from something I mentioned on Jim's podcast just a week or two ago when I talked about kinesthetic feel and how young players achieve that. Kinesthetic feel means my body's mind's eye, the awareness of where my body parts are in space. In order to achieve that, players and athletes just have to have some general body awareness that you get from general play. So whether that's me being out on a playground, going on the monkey bars, climbing things, climbing trees as a kid, or general play in my yard from playing tag, playing touch football, all of these things factor into athleticism. Unorganized play that's not done by you know, a class, a practice that we're doing with a particular team is great as a young child to develop that kinesthetic sense. And I think it is absolutely necessary for players to achieve at a higher level as they get older. Without this kinesthetic feel, you're not gonna be ready for private lessons or really do much good with that other than getting the very, very basics done, which you can probably do in a setting that doesn't require you paying 50 or $60 per half hour. So what I mean by that is, yeah, we can get players into a good stance. We can make sure they're having fun in the cage. But when you're reaching out to me, you're looking for, what am I potentially missing out on? Whether that's coming from a seven or eight-year-old of what that next step is to make them more efficient, or a pro player that comes to me and saying, am I missing some piece that's making me less efficient where I'm maybe losing some bat speed? but you have to have general body awareness to make any adjustments. And I've seen six-year-olds be able to do that very, very well. I had a good feel of their body and how coordinated body parts move in a particular order. I've seen 12-year-olds that have no idea how to do that and struggle just to stand in the right spot with repetitiveness. So you can do things other than swinging the bat to work on this too. And I tell our players that a lot. When you come into your first two lessons with me, it's gonna be a lot less about hitting and more about me teaching you how to use your body. And if you fail those initial tests of how to use your body, I can't really move on with you. And it's not that you're not a good enough player, good enough baseball player, but you may not be a good enough athlete. And that's not a, to put or downgrade a player, it's to tell them we need to have a better feel of what my body parts are doing in space until the training I'm gonna give you is really gonna benefit you and you'll see yourself take off. So that's something you need to ask yourself. What are your players, what are your kids doing outside of their structured practices and games? Are they outside running around being a kid? And that's good because if they are, they're getting some general body awareness through play. The less that they're doing that, if everything your child is doing is organized, 
even at the youngest ages, I recommend getting in with a strength and conditioning coach because they're going to put them through different plyometric drills that are foreign to the body. And that's what builds athleticism. What we see with sports-specific children, and we see more sports-specific children, even at the ages of seven, eight, that full-time, especially in warmer weather areas, full-time baseball player, they get so ingrained into what their body needs to do in that specific skill that they aren't very athletic outside of those specific skills of fielding a ground ball or swinging a baseball bat. There's a higher increase in risk of injury with those guys because you put them on a field and they try to make an athletic play, a foreign position the body has never been in from general play that maybe they could have done on a playground, and they end up getting hurt. And when they're trying to make higher level adjustments, when they're getting with a coach, they have a harder time doing it because they don't have as much kinesthetic feel. So there you are. Make sure your kids are just getting out and being kids. Make sure they get out and play. Learn that kinesthetic feel. Then you're going to get more out of your lessons when players know how to use their bodies. This is Justin Stone. Until next week, I'll see you on the field. Great stuff, as always, from EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, very proud to have them be a weekly contributor here on the show. One of the best guys in the country. Uh, I haven't mentioned it in a while. If you, you know, if you Google Justin Stone and EliteBaseball.tv, if you ever see an opportunity where he's going to be somewhere speaking, make sure you get out and see it. It will change uh, how you look at the game of baseball. The guy is just a tremendous instructor and a tremendous voice within the game of baseball. Uh, uh, Travis Kerber as well, if you could ever ever hear him, uh, the great uh, Travis that, that works with Justin as well. Just a f phenomenal couple of guys that are great to hear in person. Uh, the other gentleman that right here from St. Louis, and I'm happy to be a part of what he does each and every week, is Rick Strickland from St. Louis Pirates uh, with his Blast Motion Ask Rick segment. Uh, let's hear from Rick this week. Pretty interesting question that uh, – has been sitting in the archive. Somebody had asked this a little while back, and I thought it was appropriate for today's show. So let's hear what Rick has to say. Hey, Jim, it's Rick Strickland again. Thanks again for having me on the great show, talking to all the uh, podcast listeners and uh, answering the, the great questions of the week uh, again this week. And this one was a kind of a uh, threw me for a loop a little bit because I'd never been asked this question before. Uh, so it's basically going to be my opinion, not really anything that has to do with anything in baseball thought. It's just a general human uh, response uh, to a question. And that question this week was, uh, let me pull it up here real quick, it had to do with uh, cheating. And uh, I had never, ever been asked that. Uh, it's a difficult one because, you know, what we're the first thing I would ask the, the, the questioner out there is, what are we cheating for? Uh, what's the age group? How much money are we making off of it? Uh, those types of questions I would ask back to the listeners that, that would be asking this question. Uh, the question specifically the coach, can you ever envision a scenario that you would put, you'd be putting a cheat to win a baseball game? And I'm probably the wrong guy to answer because in our history of, of our program, we have never, ever made winning the sole focus of what we are trying to do. One of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to develop young men and women in our fast pitch side of high character uh, because we're trying to sell these individuals to universities and to professional teams and things like that. And people need to know that they are that the people that we are developing are dependable people. Uh, people who cheat and lie and steal tend not to be dependable. So from my perspective, the answer to that question is no, there's no ever situation situation where we're knowingly going to cheat. Now I say knowingly because 
you got a lot of rules and you got a lot of things like that, and so you may run into situations where there's some roster uh, things and stuff like that. But if it was going to be a situation where it was going to be harm the overall integrity of the baseball game or the fast pitch game, the answer would be we would just simply remove the player from the game. I mean, under no circumstances is the game ever more important than teaching uh, the young men and women who play this game the integrity of being a human being, not necessarily a baseball player. So, you know, it's a, it's a real short answer for me, Jim, uh, in the audience out there, because at no circumstances are we ever going to look at cheating to win a baseball game. You know, I don't, I, I just, you know, something that you recall back on after the fact and having to answer for your actions on the field in some type of decision that you did, you did that to me, I'll be honest with you, if you get caught with the cheating, it's going to be harmful to your team, to those young men and women, uh, boys and girls that are playing with you, that they have to be uh, labeled as, as a cheater. So I, I don't know that these $2 trophies, $3 trophies would ever get to the point in time in my, in my life that they become so important that I would have to cheat another kid's uh, out of a win. Let them win it, be frustrated, be lost with it, but at the end of the day, it's the beauty about the sport, about being able to compete, and if you lose, you know, go back and work on your craft a little bit more, become better, and go at it again. That's how it's supposed to be. So the short answer is absolutely not. There is never a circumstance whatsoever where in youth sports where we should be cheating to win a baseball game. Thanks, Jim. Look forward to next week's questions on the show, and keep the questions coming. Thanks. Great stuff, my man. A very appropriate question and answer from a guy that I respect a lot within the baseball community. And, again, just another guy that's dedicated his life to to trying to help kids uh, reach their maximum potential. Again, as you can see, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it wasn't my most exciting uh, uh, show to do. Um, but, again, I've maintained from the beginning, if you can't talk about it, how are you going to fix it? So uh, very happy to uh, to have had the opportunity to talk about a controversial topic. And, again, would love, love, love to hear from some of you guys, especially if somebody out there has ever made this mistake and is willing to step up and say, I did it, and let me tell you how awful, how just absolutely awful I feel about it. So uh, take the time to uh, to communicate with us. Info at youthbaseballtalk.com is where you'll find us uh, on the email, of course. But social media is where it's at, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, of course, our wonderful website, youthbaseballtalk.com, where you can check out Dirtbag Baseball Nation's uh, video that accompanies the Rope Report each and every week. Again, I, I can't thank all of our contributors, my good friend Spiker Helms, who's not with us this week, but uh, hopefully to have him back. Um, if the rain will hold off down south and get him back home, that would be nice. But um, you know, very busy time for guys like that. Uh, again, cannot help, cannot thank you guys enough for sharing our content when you see it out on social media. Uh, that is how the show grows and you guys are a big part of it and we do appreciate it. Uh, one more thing I do want to mention is, uh, uh, don't forget to hit our website, youthbaseballtalk.com. A lot of you guys buy your stuff from Amazon through our website. Um, you know, it puts a couple of bucks in our pocket and enables us to keep the show going. So thank you for doing that as well. Uh, for my co-host Spiker Holmes, who's out this week, I'm your host, Jim Cromer. And for lineupmedia.fm, we will see you next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm.
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.